You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 34. I have a question for you. Is it really possible to forget the past? A lot of people have differing opinions about this. But let me ask you something else. Have there been things that you forgot in your past already? And you probably are going to say, sure, yeah. And then, do you remember everything that's ever happened to you? And of course, you're going to look back into your past and say, well, no, of course not. So there are differing opinions about this, and I'm going to share with you something a little bit different. And one thing I know for sure is that none of us want to feel the pain of the past in the present moment. The pain already happened. And it's like when you cut your hand or break a bone. It was painful, but it heals. And you don't feel that pain anymore once the wound has repaired. But why is it that our pain from the past sometimes still lingers in the present moment? Why can't we all just forget about the past? Can we forget about the past? And if so, how do we do that? So today I'm going to be talking to you about this specific topic. So if this is something that you've thought about before, can I really forget about the past? Is it possible? I'm going to give you some new information, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny. So let's get started. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about here is emotional pain versus physical pain. Emotional pain for many people can be way more painful than physical pain. And here's why, because bruises heal, cuts repair, But what about the emotional scars and the unseen bruises? What about the stuff you can't visibly see? How do we repair that? How do we fix it, even if we can't see it? I mean, if you've read my book, it's titled When Tears Leave Scars. And clearly, tears don't leave scars, but emotional abuse leaves these unseen scars inside of us. Now... I am in no way suggesting that physical abuse and physical damage isn't hurtful to us. Of course it is, and it can leave devastating effects. I don't condone any form of abuse. One thing I know for sure is that physical abuse always comes with emotional abuse. But emotional abuse doesn't always come with physical abuse. But either way, they are both extremely harmful to a victim And the healing from this takes a lot of effort. Now, if you're a mom and you've ever experienced childbirth, you know how painful that is. For me personally, it was probably the worst pain I've ever had in my life. But just a few days afterwards, maybe a few weeks later after having my babies, I didn't remember the pain so vividly anymore. It wasn't seared into my memory I remembered that it was painful and it was the worst pain I ever felt, 
but I couldn't actually feel that pain anymore. I just remembered that it was painful. But if you asked me about the pain of the emotional and narcissistic abuse that I went through for 20 years, I'll tell you that was the most horrific and painful emotional experience I've ever been through. And when I was trying to heal, I was still feeling that same pain. Like it was happening in real time, exactly as the first time I felt it. And this was way different from physical pain. I was still getting triggered. I was experiencing the same physical issues like stomach problems and nervousness and shaking. Um, And I experienced this as it was happening in real time, even though it wasn't happening in real time. I could not detach the past feelings from the present moment. And I was still feeling it as if it was happening exactly as it was in the past, but right now. What most people who are suffering from the emotional abuse aftermath or pain of the past don't know is, there's a reason for this. And it's all because of your brain. Your brain stores these emotional memories and this trauma, and it does this to keep you safe. It wants to help you avoid these things in the future. So you might be asking then, if it wants me to avoid it, why do I keep feeling it? It seems to make no sense, but when you know how the brain works, it actually makes perfect sense. And let me tell you why. The brain takes that emotional memory, a usually a highly negative and highly charged memory, and encodes that in a neural pathway in your brain. It creates a deep groove in your mind to solidify that memory so that you don't let that kind of thing happen again. It's like when you're a child and you touch a hot stove. The next time, you're very careful because your brain recorded this as extremely important. The hot stove equals burn equals do not touch. It's a safety and protection mechanism to keep you safe. So when you've experienced an emotional wound or abuse or trauma, the same thing happens in your brain. And it replays this over and over in your mind to help keep you safe. The problem is it's highly painful to keep reliving this. We already know logically it's not safe. But here's what I want you to know. Our conscious mind, that's the logic part of our mind, that only runs 5% of the show. So when we're up against the other 95%, which is your subconscious mind, that means the wiring that's in there that says this needs to be repeated over and over and remembered is going to win every single time. So the big question now is, can you really forget about the past? And there are a few complex answers to this, so I'm going to touch each one. Number one, yes, because obviously you don't remember every detail of the past, right? Some things you filtered out as not important to remember and didn't give that enough attention or mental energy. Things like what color sweater you wore six months ago on a Saturday at 12 p.m. It doesn't matter. It isn't important. There's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system and it filters out the non-important things for you. So if that sweater you wore six months ago on a Saturday at 12 p.m. was on your birthday, on a really important day that someone gave to you, you might remember what it is. 
but something that doesn't matter is going to get filtered out. So if you're not familiar with the reticular activating system, it's really fascinating. So Google it or look it up on YouTube. You can watch videos on it. It's really interesting to see how the mind works. Now, the second thing I want to tell you is that you can't just erase painful memories. You can't go back to your mind and say, I don't want this particular memory anymore and just pluck it out of your brain, right? That would be wonderful if we could do that, but we can't do that. The only way this happens is if something is physically damaged to the memory centers of your physical brain. But even though you can't actually erase the past or forget these particular memories, you can do something else, which brings me to the third point I have here. And this is my favorite because it's the one that we can actually work with. Can you really forget about the past? It's not yes and it's not no. It's forgetting about the past means making the past less painful. So can you make it less painful? Can you stop thinking about it so much? Can you quit ruminating on it? Then that is a resounding absolutely yes you can. All right, so now before we get into this, I want to let you know that I'm hosting a free live masterclass on how to stop thinking of your ex without waiting for time to pass. This is a one-hour live Zoom call where I'll be teaching you about the framework that I use to remove your emotional pain and stop thinking about the painful past. So I'd love for you to join me, and all you need to do is register using the link in the show notes here on this podcast episode to save your free seat. And if you know anyone who might like to join, forward them this podcast episode and let them know too. All right, so let's get back into the pain of the past here. We aren't forgetting it. We are breaking the painful connection to it. That's key. So if you have a piece of paper and a pen, I'm going to repeat this so you can write it down. We aren't forgetting the past. We are breaking the painful connection to the past. So think of the painful memories of the past like a rope with a lot of fibers twisted together. Each one of those individual fibers is a thought in your subconscious mind. And so one end of this rope is tied to the past and the other end is connected to you in the present moment. All those individual thoughts and those little fibers that I said are your subconscious thoughts, they're bundled together to create one emotion. And that emotion in this case we're talking about is the pain of the past, right? So it could be sadness, it could be guilt, it could be regret, it could be fear, whatever that is. That bundle is the neural pathway that anchors you to the painful past in the present moment. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this rope that's connecting the past to the present? We can't take scissors and cut it, but we can break these fibers apart so that they are no longer connected from the pain of the past to right now. So how do we do this? No, you don't need brain surgery. So if that's what you're thinking, don't worry about that. First, we have to figure out what each of these individual subconscious thoughts are. And remember, they're just thoughts. They're not necessarily true. The fibers are individual thoughts that say things like, I'm not good enough. I'm so stupid. The world is evil. I'll never be happy. Life's too hard. The world is out to get me. Nobody cares. And on and on and on. And there could be dozens of these in your 
subconscious mind that hold together so tightly and create that painful memory of the past. So once you figure out what these individual thoughts are, these fibers woven together in this rope anchoring you to the past of the painful past, you have to reprogram them. Reprogramming them takes practice. It's what I do for myself and how I help all of my clients. And we use a four-step trademarked process that has been proven to retrain your brain. We are rewiring these thought fibers that create these neuropathways in your mind. The brain is neuroplastic, which means it's able to change. So regardless of how long you've been thinking these things, how long you've been abused, how long you were traumatized, how long you've been sitting in this awful pain, right? how long your brain has been programmed to be thinking this way, it can still change with the right tools and with practice. So let me ask you this. Would you tell your best friend or your daughter that she's stupid and not good enough? Would you tell her that life's too hard and just give up and the world's out to get you? I really doubt you would tell someone you love those things. And as for yourself, it's not just about stopping telling yourself this which is important, obviously, but it's also about finding proof that those things are not necessarily true. So what happens when you do this? What happens when you find proof? You're weakening these old neural pathways and practice strengthening new ones. Then the tether to the painful past starts to relax and you're building up a stronger automatic thought pattern in your brain that is not painful. I can best describe this uh, like watching a movie that's made you cry or really scared and in the moment you're fully emotional about it. But let's fast forward a few months out. You're in the kitchen, you're making dinner, and that movie, someone turns on the television. You hear it, you see it, but as it's playing in the background, you aren't breaking down in tears or feeling anxiety like you did the first time you watched it when you were fully attentive. This is how it feels when you forget the past or in different terms here, lessen the painful memories. Remember, forgetting really isn't possible unless it wasn't ever important or unless there's been some damage to your brain, like I said before, to those memory centers and also in some cases where the trauma was so severe that it cannot be recalled by the person who experienced it because maybe they have suppressed those memories. But obviously that's not healthy either. But if you really want to lessen the pain of the past, you have to get to the source and that is your subconscious mind. So let me ask you, what would life look like for you if you could lessen the pain of the past. Again, I'm not saying you can forget it, but you can lessen it. So what would that look like for you? Now, I know that a lot of times you can be scrolling social media and see a post or a comment or maybe talk to other survivors and the story is the same from a lot of these people. They say, it gets better. Hang in there. I promise it gets easier. But the problem here is that nobody actually tells you what this looks like. So I'll tell you. You don't get triggered at the slightest things anymore. A simple text message or an email no longer sends you into a tailspin. You aren't emotionally exhausted anymore. You aren't ruminating over the pain or your ex or what he's doing or obsessing over social media. And 
you are enjoying your friends and you're loving your family and you're present with your kids. You're not distracted by your thoughts. You wake up rested because you no longer experience nightmares. You have peace and you feel powerful again. And my favorite is you feel indifferent to other people's actions that would normally set you off. Now, can you envision this for your life? Can you see what's possible for you if you make a commitment to your healing? And then what about if you do nothing? What if you just continue to try the same old things you've always tried? What does your life look like then? I am so passionate about this because it was the only thing that worked for me. I tried everything under the sun to heal. And I never set out to be a coach. That was never a goal of mine. I fell into this. I was just trying to find something to help me because I was in so much pain. And when I found this, when I found rapid reprogramming and understood the subconscious mind, a light went on for me. And I knew this was the thing I had to share with other survivors. I still remember the day this light went on for me. I was in my kitchen and I was painting a desk and I had my airpods in and I was listening to the podcast by the lady who certified me in this and it just was so absolutely amazing and eye-opening that I think she had around a hundred episodes and I listened to the entire podcast twice through so literally 200 episodes Um, they were all the same just repeated But I was so enthralled by this and I started to to take action. I started to do the things that she instructed and how to actually make these changes in my brain. And when I noticed that it was actually taking effect, it was actually changing how I was feeling, I couldn't believe it. So I messaged her and I said, hey, this work is phenomenal. Can I put one of your podcast episodes on my website? And she said, absolutely, I hope you do. And she gave me the link and I embedded it onto my website so that other people could find it as well. And after that, she and I started developing a relationship on the DMs and Instagram. And one day she asked me if I'd ever thought about being a coach. And my honest answer was, well, maybe had thought about it, but it wasn't something I put a lot of effort into or a lot of thought into in any way in my brain. Sort of a a fleeting thought because I'd seen other coaches and things out there but it was something I felt like was maybe out of my reach and how could I help people heal if I wasn't even fully healed myself so through that conversation and through the relationship that she and I built I ended up exploring the opportunity to become a coach and I'm so so glad I did because now I'm able to help people in such a profound way and the most important part about this is that you can absolutely lessen the pain of the past. You can stop doing all the ruminating. You can stop overthinking. You can stop getting triggered. You can stop going into these downward spirals. It's totally possible. I do it for myself and all my clients do it as well. So that's what I want to leave you with. I want to leave you with the hope and the knowledge and the inspiration that if you take these tools and you take these tips and you take these techniques and you put them into practice, you know, if you're somebody who listens to this podcast and all the episodes while you're driving or while you're on a walk, try doing it when you're at home with a piece of paper and a pen and start putting this stuff into action for yourself. And as always, 
you can always reach out to me. I am available on Instagram. I am available on um, Facebook Messenger. You can always email me or reach out to me from my website. I would be happy to explain any of these things with you to help you get a better understanding of it. And remember, I have this masterclass coming up. It is on March 23rd at 7.30 p.m. That's a Thursday night. So go to the link in the show notes and register for that. And I cannot wait to bring you this information in a live format on a one-hour free Zoom call. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and please reach out if you need support. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in